Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Door Bumper Clear, and I'm Hannah Newhouse back again for Casey Boat this week. NASCAR's busiest driver and most recent Truck Series winner, Ross Chastain, joins us to discuss his big season to date. We'll also cover Sonoma's carousel, no natural cautions on Sunday, DW finishing his broadcasting career, Johnny Sauter suspension, watermelons, and much more. Let's roll. Hi, PJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. Oh, watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Hello. Hello. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Coming to the line. Door. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 22 Cup car, and I uh, had the 99, or no, the 19 K&N car this last weekend. Numbers are hard. It was hard. Congratulations. uh, Yeah, thanks. That was Haley Deegan, right? It was. Yeah. Did you ask her about coming on our show? No, because she already got, we already got, um, (laughs) you know, ninja'd out of that. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Dale Jr., for that. Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer last weekend at Sonoma this weekend. I got Ross Chastain not only in the studio, but back in the number 10 car with Nutrinac Solutions. You running Chicago? All three. Oh, wow. Trip duty. You better drink some water. Keep drinking. Water. I actually have an Xfinity race this weekend as well in Chicago. Oh, we're both doing it. Yeah, it's going to be weird. Yeah. (laughs) When's the last time we both spotted an Xfinity race now? Probably Daytona. Did you do Daytona? Um, No. No. Who I don't know what we did. Who are you spotting for? Joey. He'll be in the 12. So, uh, yeah, should be a busy week. I'll have the 99 on Friday night and Joey Saturday and Joey Sunday. So. Triple duty. Hannah's here, too. Hi, yeah. Hannah. Hey, Hannah. Back again. You guys keep inviting me back. I'm not really why sure why. Why are you wearing Daisy Dukes and a bandana on your head today? Well, you see, originally when we were going to record this, I was just going to mm. get up and get ready, and then it got moved because, you know, talent over here had other priorities so we got scooted so i went to the gym and oh. this is what i had in my car <laughs> so you changed in your car huh i changed in the at the gym so yeah. you're not so probably, you don't take this professionally we're gonna get into what where everyone's wearing here <laughs> well thanks for coming back yeah of course um anyways how was sonoma i didn't go but sonoma was good weather was, was good, good? Pretty quiet. Well, the track was good. I, you know what? I can't believe. I, I can't believe that you won their truck race and still came to Sonoma. That's dedication. Yeah. Yeah. Having not ever raced there. Right. Never been on. Never seen the place. You've probably landed at what time? Three. Three in the morning. West Coast time. Three and in it, the morning. It, it looked like that a couple times. 
I went off one time. <laughs> one time. Well, here's, here's the thing about where you went off. So you go off in turn four. Yeah. Well, that's Kyle for, had for a problem me, with that. For me and TJ, like you just went off in the Never Never Land. We never saw you again. We didn't even yeah. know where you went. I, it was, I couldn't see either. I saw, I think I, did you spin out down towards five or whatever? Mm-mm. I looked out and I. Oh, you just kept going. I just kept going. Yeah, yeah I never I got. Like, I never turned side. I just couldn't stop. Yeah. So I just ran straight into the dirt. Yeah. Okay. And then you slowly turned to the right. Yeah. And got and back got on. Got back okay. on easily. I looked over there and saw you, and I'm like, oh, look at Ross. He's off track. I hit a huge dirt dirt pile though. Like oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. It just covered the windshield, <laughs> and so all black see. car just like came back tan. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's better than. I mean, some people didn't finish the race. No. I mean, it got hot. Yeah, <laughs> it got real hot. I guess. Yeah. But uh, so why'd you go to Sonoma if you've never seen the place? I want to get laps. So it's um, it's hard to test these days, and you can only do so much in a simulator. And you foreshadowing. Um, well, last year I went to Gateway uh, <laughs> yeah. and start and parked a truck for Mark Beaver and Jay Robinson, and I probably came back overconfident this year in practice. So I'm glad we got we got a one hour session with all the rain in St. Louis, but it was just good to get laps, and you have a year to think about it as a race car driver. You know, once you run a track, I mean, these guys don't know. They're not race car drivers. <laughs> they spot for a TJ reason. We watch on, race online. car drivers. Yeah. Sometimes. But uh, once you run a track, then you, you have time to think about it. And you can you come back, you're more confident. Even if it's just like getting onto the track on the access roads and garages and pit road and stuff. So, Familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, man, I feel like there's an easy way. There's a hard way. And then there's the Ross Jastain way. <laughs> Nothing in your life, dude, comes easy. You uh, you had a hellacious winter with with what a ro- roller coaster ride that was, right? So you you d- d- decide to switch points, which a lot of people were probably like, "Why is he doing that? Why'd you do that?" Um, I mean, my hand got forced a little bit um, on some business stuff, but then this opportunity was there, um, and I, I could see the the growth of the truck team with Nice Motorsports throughout from Bristol last fall to Texas and Homestead last year, and then bringing in Phil Gould, Lonnie Rush, and just the uptick in performance and how we weren't handling great, but we still had speed and knew that if we put them together and go run these, these um, triple truck challenge races that, you know, the, I mean, no, I mean, I'm no offense to any of us guys, but like Kyle Busch isn't going to be any more races and we have a better chance to, to win. Um, and he's just, he's incredible. So he's yeah. the best guy of our gen- of my generation. Um, I mean, he's older than me, but. Yeah. Well, we talked about it too. Like, if you even if you make the chase in the Xfinity car, I mean, the odds of being very competitive after what, like, Tal- is it Talladega or Daytona? What what does Xfinity run the plate race? What do they have left? Daytona. Just Daytona. Uh, just Daytona. So, say you're going to win Daytona. From there on out, it's going to be hard from hard to be really competitive. With what, you know the competition, but in the trucks, you've got a legitimate shot. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it makes sense. Um, cause I mean, honestly, with, like you said, without Kyle and, and, um, the way you're running, I mean, I don't, I mean, it's, that's what I, I think it's a smart decision. It was tough for the, for the four car and Johnny Davis and Gary Keller, because last year, like we outperformed and then Spencer had his issues and we made it to, to 12th in points legitimately, but we would have been 13th and we were going to be 13th again this year. And, uh, well, we were expected to make the playoffs again, and we have we had a smaller budget this year. Um, even when we got into the playoffs last year, we, we did not pick up any additional sponsorship that was worth anything. I right. mean, it, small dollars um, compared to what we were up against and what Johnny was actually spending. So went way in the hole last year and, and was trying to just gain some of that back this year, and, and we, just, we were still going to run 13th in points. So um, the difference in 13th in driver points to 10th is about $15,000. So what incentive does 
the team have to get me there. It's really it's I mean, not. There's no like yeah. used to. I think Cup had big bonuses by, for making the playoffs in the purse from for NASCAR. Sure. Yep. Yeah, that's not the case in Xfinity. So people don't realize that that the numbers are that low. So you declare you're in a must win situation. <laughs> you go win the freaking race. I'm celebrating for you. You're celebrating. I'm at Dollywood on a freaking lazy river raft, right? And I, I leave tweeting, my phone. Tweeting like crazy. Uh, I leave my phone and I come back and I'm like, oh, God, my phone's blown up. Everybody's yeah. still happy. And I open it up and everybody's sad because Ross got declared. I, so I heard I, I, I had got a message during tech and I, I didn't want to burst your bubble before you knew it. So you're, you're welcome for letting you celebrate for a little longer because <laughs> he's in our group here. You know, hey, yeah, I can't. This is, we should have had him on this week. And I didn't want to say like, oh, I'm going to wait a minute on this. I'm just going to wait. Yeah. He's over there celebrating. But. Uh, come back strong. I, I mean, literally, it reminds me of Will Power, the guy that in IndyCar that gets out and flips off the tower. Obviously, Ross didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. But but you had to feel somewhat of that kind of a, a emotion, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it just. We what if you did that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I his, feel like his <laughs> victory lane celebration. The first thing he did was grab the camera guy and walk him down yeah. to the front suspension, and was like. It's it's good. Yeah. We're good. It doesn't matter. So it, the, he he did about he didn't flip him off, but yeah. I mean it's not like you it's not like you go to the racetrack and run the race and you plan for you you don't intentionally run the truck low, but you know sometimes things happen, parts fail, things give up as the race goes on, uh, damage even something, um, and you know that can happen. But to come back and back it up though, to me is uh, is the ultimate you know rebound i mean that's the best thing you could have done is come back and and do it again and then pass tech and and move on now it's kind of you know under the rug and you moved yeah. on from it so the biggest thing we just didn't feel like the punishment fit the crime but they've set out a new precedent a new I'm trying to think of the big word steve o'donnell uses but it's they use a bunch of big words they, like we went through that whole appeal words. process the appeal process uh, i hope i never ha- like if i have to go through that again one day it'll be too soon like that's I'll never sign up for that again. Um, that was that makes you feel realize how small you really are. I was surprised that they appealed. Well, it was more like a it was more like we're gonna fight it, and yeah. and we just didn't feel like the punishment fit the crime. But that's their new thing. Like they made it very very clear in there. Like there are no there's no wiggle room for anything. I mean, well, I mean that's what we've been kind of been calling for. Yeah. is these people we've been waiting on Tuesday to find out who wins races half the time, and now we know quick you know and but, that's, I mean, but that's when you have a a spoiler that you move on purpose after tech that's when you have you have cheated up truck arms you have your body you've built it way out of tolerance you have a frame rail and your and your your halo bars in your truck are built inches too low which is happening still and they're letting those guys race and not busting them but we come in and at static tech height that does not have any effect on the racing we're low and we were we don't we're not backing down like we we were low but everybody races on the ground like you go around the racetrack slammed on the ground oh, dynamically yes. and so it's just like worse. we just that's all that's the reason we fought it and, and they didn't budge and they're not going to budge on anybody else for anything so yeah we, not, we which i think i think it's good for down the road because now you know if you don't you don't pass, you don't win. But of course, it's Ross Chastain that gets I busted. Well, yeah, I mean, the irony. The I mean, he if goes out, wins the, leads the most laps, wins if the we race. We could have picked somebody that would have happened to. I mean, that's a I max like points day. You won every stage, you won the race, and it's just that's Ross's way, man. So what? Yeah. Having gone through all the <laughs> that you've gone through, like, how do you just keep fighting back? You're like the comeback kid that won't give up. You're like the little ankle biting dog <laughs> that just keeps gnawing on you. <laughs> that a ankle biting dog. <laughs> Leave me out of this one. I don't know. Um, no, it's just get up and fight. You know, you guys, all y'all know it. We've all been through stuff. And really, the stuff that I'm going through is is small compared to, like, what people in the real world. Like, I feel like 
I live in this kind of fantasy land of NASCAR, and I get to do what I what you I get love. To drive all three series, yeah. Like I people, mean, that's still like pretty. If I could drive two race cars in Xfinity, I would. Like that's where a lot of the the turmoil has come from. Is um, so yeah, just just like I still have a, all my problems are really good problems. He's been so Ross. A little backstory: Ross has been doing this since when did you drive Bobby Dodder's truck? What year was that? I remember my first races with Stacy Compton in 2011, and then Bobby's in 12. So you were driving Bobby Dodder stuff, and um. He was doing the same thing in Bobby Dodder stuff that he that he's been doing for a long time. He was outperforming the equipment, and we were probably finishing maybe twelfth to sixteenth a lot in them trucks. But you know, and I was spotting for Brad's trucks then, and I noticed it. And you were who you had Rocky spotting for you, mm-hmm. right? So I go up to Rocky and I ask Rocky, I'm like, "Man, Ross runs really good in them trucks for what they you know what they have." And I'm like, "What's his plans? You know, would he like to?" Is he going to try to move up? And that's whenever, you know, we put the stuff together to go drive Brad stuff. I remember, I remember texting you. He sent me your number, and I texted you like, "Hey, would you be interested in doing this?" And I remember didn't, you and Dad had come over that one time. Yeah, we, yeah, we. we I had like Mexican three restaurant. phone calls in it. Yeah, and then me and Brad went and met with him, and uh, it was pretty smooth. So like, you're trying to take credit for discovering Ross Chastain. Right? <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I discovered him. I mean, but he was gonna he was gonna break through no matter what. I but, don't know. Um, it sounds like to me you played a big part. Of was it. that the first one that messaged you about it? <laughs> About Brad's deal? Just about moving up, like, hey, you're doing really good. Like, I mean, yeah, about that deal, yeah. I mean, there's when you get in the first get in the trucks, you get a call from everybody, and your yeah. sponsors get calls from NASCAR and the tracks. So, oh, well, it was like, a really good fit, calling. though. It was a good fit for it was. I mean, you went I was there a year too early, um, for me personally in the team, yeah, yeah. I mean, things what you mean by that? I wasn't ready. No, no way. No, I didn't I know. I mean, I to, thought you had to coach me through every restart and tell me yeah, when but, to fire and when to do what. By the end of it, you were getting poles. You were running second to Kyle's trucks most of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you you were right there a lot. There was opportunity to win two or three races right there a few times. So, but you plug me back in there now, and Eric Jones doesn't win Phoenix. Oh and yeah, James Busher no, Dangshire doesn't win Iowa. Yes, we either crash or I don't lay yeah. down. Like I just he saved a set of tires and he was faster, <clears> but there's no way. I agree. I mean, uh, but it was a uh, to to go in there and run like you did. I thought was I thought was really good. If you could have ran another year in that mm-hmm. truck, I think you would have been competing for the championship. Prob- and probably, I mean, you might have got. Yeah, but didn't you, didn't you help Tyler get in there too? I didn't help Tyler get no? in there. No, that oh. wasn't my deal. Do I you spotted know? for him when yeah, he got there? Yeah. But I, that wasn't. Um, you thought? Did you hear that? I thought so. Yeah, I always no. helped him uh-uh. get in. No. Y'all were hugging it out now. You're about to fight it out. <laughs> yeah. No. Got a little aggressive no. there. Do you, do you know how big of an overachiever you are when you get in the car or no, truck? Just, just like drive. when you were finishing 12th or 13th and Bobby Dodd or something, weren't you not like, man, I'm, this is like. No, because we won a 10th. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's true. I mean, look at. You never wanna, satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's good. Well, there's no way that you. I've only been around Ross for six months or whatever it's been, and I could tell you. I've worked with a lot of drivers who play the pity party game and who find themselves a victim. And Ross is the exact freaking opposite of the way a lot of those guys approach their day and approach their life. I mean, he gets in a car that's probably capable of running 20th at Richmond and he runs top 10. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I see with Ross Chastain as an overachiever. But this weekend, uh, you got a chance, obviously, to run really well in the truck a really good Xfinity debut, realistically, with mm-hmm. Colleague, right? Yep. I mean, you run some plate races with them, but this is the first downforce car you've been in. What do you do to get ready for that and to make sure you're bringing everything that you can to the table in the driver's seat? Yeah, I mean, they, they got me sim time, so was in there this morning uh, watching Tyler and just trying to – I mean, he's obviously elevated that program, I would say, and, and 
and the way he drives is not yeah, that's how. My, yeah, you're welcome. No, not kidding. how I. Uh, did you spot for him last year? No, just at uh, just in the Sit trucks. Back. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just trying to like trying to drive like he does, and because that's kind of with the package we're going with. Do you so. have a similar style than him? Nope. Okay. So it's what? What is? What's the difference between you and him? He's on the gas. Okay. A so lot. he's a on it hard. What do you mash more, on it? Are you more of a roll the center, mm-hmm. smooth finesse? I guess that's okay. what the little squiggly lines tell me. <laughs> the graphs. And what the smart guys say I do. I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I, I just lift and then I hit the gas. So yeah, it's 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 trying to like everybody's got to have their own package and how they drive, but just plugging into a program that's, um, you know, the ten car being a part time deal and trying to it's on campus at RCR, so trying to just get up to speed as quick as we can with Justin and him and. Yeah. See if we can, if I can get close to what Tyler's doing. Obviously, he's had a really good season. Yeah. You think that's Tyler's dirt background? Being aggressive on the throttle like that. Uh, probably. He comes from dirt racing, because right? Because I think dirt racing, you're. I think that you're more like that Magnet. in dirt racing. Yeah. You're more likely to hit it early when you run asphalt. Like you ran some short track stuff in Florida, right? It's more of a finesse thing. Right. You're not like you know. You're yeah. You're getting back in the gas, but you're not like. Manhandling all yeah. the torsion bars that they do, and they they drive their rear ends up into the car like supers. And, right, and they're asphalt back cars. in the throttle like super early because they have to be. Otherwise, that's how the it car won't turns. rotate. Yeah. yeah, it won't turn. So hmm. it has to be more fun to drive an Xfinity car right now than a Cup car, right? It is. Yeah, all oh, tenfold. Yeah, and why is that? Especially at Sonoma because they're real <laughs> race cars. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Um, everything's just you're going too fast for the tires, and you don't have enough grip. Where the cup cars, you're going too slow on entry, and you have too much grip through the center. But that's why our corner speeds are up so high. Um, but yeah, that's cup cars. Cup cars aren't fun anymore. We've alluded to that all year, so you're on not going to look really smart. They're fun um, on I racing. Are they? Yeah, you just wide open like three, four wide the whole race. <laughs> it's pretty fun actually. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> but, but that, that's well. But in real life, you just get tight. Th- so that's the thing, though. I think that's what people want more of you know what i mean that's what we're trying to get to where people we, we can draft up and get the runs and make an attempt to pass but but you can't close with your this package you're super tight behind somebody still mm-hmm. in the corners like we like to me we still have to get them off the ground a little bit more or something um they're just too sealed that's, off there's no I air agree. i agree but that is never gonna happen oh i know they'll I never know. raise them up but so we put them on the ground and we raise the rear spoiler we give them more spoiler which is like isn't that like the opposite of Kind of. Yeah. Well, they said it would let us draft up and, and get big runs, but it's not, but it, But not the, the corner, case. then you get to the corner. Yeah. Then the corners happen. You've got no air. <laughs> yeah. So I think Chicago would be an okay race um, just because there's so many different lanes there. But when you get Dude, to Dude, it's going to be 90 degrees. I don't want to talk about that. Watch this package when it's 90 degrees. I'm interested in seeing how it runs. I want, I want, Jason, play that soundbite back next week where he said this is going this, this to be. I just like the fact that you're going to be able to move. You know, there, you're not handicapped to, like Michigan, you were fairly handicapped where you ran, right? You either ran on a line or a lane up, pretty much. Um, and at least in Chicago, I feel like it'll widen out. You feel like it'll widen out? Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I, I'm glass half empty when it comes to this stuff because my cup car isn't. Yeah. Of go, we're not going to go run top five, and we know that. Yeah. But we, we have a plan, and we have our goals, and what's a victory. And I feel like good, better finishes are harder to come by right now because there's more cars finishing on a lead lap, and you don't you don't lap as many cars as, right. as we used when to. When you do, though, it's big. Oh, when you do, it's big. Especially when they run side by side. Yes. We talked <laughs> about it on the show a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah, they, yeah uh, with your substitute. 
They'll um, run single file for 25. He had to pass a man. It's for the lucky dog. No. <laughs> you got to do it. Can you do it 20 laps earlier? Uh, you, yeah, I don't know, but he he decided to do it. You got to mm-hmm. – I don't I don't lay over for nobody. I, I did yesterday, but that was because I wasn't racing anybody. Like, my, my pace was by myself. I was yeah. faster than the guys behind me and slower than in front. So, so. how much – Does anybody ever flip you off because you race them so hard? Uh, used to. Eric Jones used to. Yeah. And now we do it as a friendly gesture. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, it's really weird, but um, – we're actually friends. Yeah. And that's something yeah. I never thought would happen. But yeah, no, but he I mean, used yeah, to get so fine. mad at me. because the bread off a lot. Just <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of us that just throw birds all day long at each yeah. other. Yeah, that's awesome. Hannah, let's get this thing rolling. we got to get Ross out of here. He's probably got something to do because he's so busy. Yeah, man in demand. Yes. Probably um, does three podcasts today, too. Huh? Probably does three podcasts today, too. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> all right. Pristine auction item bid. You guys uh, got some stuff going on there. Pretty cool. You guys, we introduced them last week, right? Or two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, two yes. Two weeks ago. Yes. And uh, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. So I've been following them on Twitter and stuff and seeing some of the items that are coming up for auction. And um, so we got our first item. Now we're going to bid on this awesome item that I don't know if I'm going to be able to get from Brett. Um, but it's a, uh, a mini Jim Kelly signed buffalo bills helmet i was a big jim kelly fan i still am a big jim kelly fan mm-hmm. number 12 yeah very good yeah <laughs> i'm surprised you knew that i would say it's the the 90s version of the helmet as well you know what's so. ironic is this morning mike davis kept facetiming me and i was in the shower <laughs> and he i finally i was right. like all right that's normal no, no i finally was like man this must Work be dynamic. really urgent so i answered the facetime and of course i'm why is your phone in the shower? I'm, I'm, well, I got my Apple Watch on. So in it's the shower? Me, yeah, it's waterproof. If, if you answer, can you answer a FaceTime call on your I watch? I don't know. So it just keeps going off. So I think something's <laughs> urgent because we have a friend of ours, Kyle Rush, just meeting us in the studio. So I'm like, maybe something's going on with this deal. But then I'm like, why is he FaceTiming me? Why doesn't he just call me? So I answered and I'm naked. I mean, I'm just, I just got a shower. You know, obviously, this I is did, where I, this show I, I, goes south. I did the south. waist up. So I'm like, Mike, what's up? And he's like, it'll go south about four more times before did, it's over. Did, did, Luckily, did, it didn't you, go south. It was waist up. Better not go south. <laughs> he's like, did you, are you in the shower? I'm like, yeah, I'm in the shower, man. What's up? And he's <laughs> oh like, my gosh. Is this awkward for you? And I was like, well, no, I don't guess so. And he said, oh, I don't think it's awkward for me either. But he wanted to tell me about this pristine auction thing that we had going on. That's it, where I was going with that. It's awkward <laughs> for all of us right now that you're telling us this. Wow. I bet he screenshotted it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so the uh, minimum bid on the Bills helmet right now, the Jim Kelly signed helmet, it's $2,756. So I'm going to put a bid on it, and then we'll watch it throughout the show. And 50 the, bucks, Jason, right now. No. We, if we have to up our bid, we got some more money. It's going to end tonight at 8 o'clock, so I'll keep an eye on the whole day, and then I'll... Don't even think about bidding on this thing, Ross. <laughs> You're never coming back. He if seems you re- <laughs> oh, That's all I got to do? Yes, you. If you win this helmet, I'm driving to your house, and I know where you live. I think still, it's close. Okay, still on the property, right? Still on Dale Jr.'s property, ish. Close. Yeah. Yeah. Across the street now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah. The bid's in. I'll update y'all in a little bit. Sounds ah. good. Spot on. Spot on. Spot on. Spot on. Spot on. Spot on. You like it. Spot off. You don't like it, and you say why either way. Spot on, spot off. Brett in the shower with Mike Davis FaceTiming. Spot <laughs> off. <laughs> All right. First topic. We talked about it a little bit earlier, obviously. Ross Chastain's comeback performance to win Gateway after the Iowa DQ. We'll start with Brett. 
Spot on, man. That was awesome. I actually uh, almost got kicked out of a bar. I told Ross this story. Freddie and I were together in uh, San Rafael, and when they threw the caution with eight to go, I slammed the table, went flying everywhere. I started cursing at the TV. Got thrown out. And granted, we're in a, a, a weird part of California in terms of race fans, so nobody really understood what was going on. Everybody else was watching soccer, and they probably thought I had lost my mind, but... Uh, I'm really glad, Ross, that caution did cost you the win because I, I was scared. Yeah, I was too. He was scared on the radio. I was scanning his channel because I had to do victory lane. And what he's he like, say? well, if we don't get this done, guys, I'm sorry. It was awesome. Thanks for doing this. And I was like, well, he doesn't have very much confidence right now. <laughs> and don't you hate that? Like, as a spotter, I hate when the driver does that. It's like, well, man, come on. Like, <laughs> we're supposed to be on the up and up right here, and you're on the down and down. Just going to let him go. <laughs> I, I think I got I I to. I knew you were wrecking or winning. You weren't going to let that guy pass you. Well, I had to get my, like, I had to talk myself down like that on the radio because I had to get my heart rate down because I was amped before that. Wigging out. Like, when we were leading, they were running us down. I was, I looked back at everything and it was getting higher and higher. Are you, and, so, are you spot on or spot off? Spot on. <laughs> I, I'm spot off. I'm tired of the cup guys winning truck races and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know what? I like to see a good comeback story and, um, you know, to come back and basically say, I, look, I earned it, and I'm going to win more. Um, congratulations. I'm, you know, it was a good win. Good race. Exciting to watch at the end. Did it on older tires and everything, too. So I, it was going to get interesting, I think, there before the caution came out as well. Oh, they were going to get was, to there. I was watching lap times, and he was about two, three tenths faster a lap. Mm-hmm. Um, but catching and passing is two different things, yep. you know. But I was afraid that he was going to be willing to do what it took to win his first truck race. I um, hope so. Yeah. Well, I mean – and that was probably going to cost you, you know, a little bit. But it all worked out, and it was an exciting finish. And uh, so you physically looked at your heart rate, not during, but I can you just like you know. Tell. And I was, I knew I was way, you were like, way too excited, and I needed to calm down. So, so you start talking, they, yeah, because my group's pretty quiet. Um, Phil did, yeah, Phil's really quiet. Yeah, yeah. He, we don't even like we never talk about restart like lane choice or nothing. It's just like they just. Nothing ever is said. Dude, Lonnie had put, had dug a pace lap on the top of the box from doing circles. Lonnie was my old crew chief. Okay, I work with Lonnie all in Kane and West, and he was doing circles on the pit box. I can already. What are you? Where are you I going with this? I was just going to ask if your heart rate was up like the first time you met Hannah. Oh Lord. <laughs> He's been hang- holding on to that he one. He has. He's been I just waiting. Of it. When He's he said heart waiting. rate, I was like, oh, that's an- oh, my heart rate was up. Oh, like when you met Hannah for the first time? Okay. I'm Anyways. <laughs> He's been waiting two weeks for that. Yeah. He has. Yeah. He has. He's I been waiting. Know, I forgot she was going to be on until I saw her. She told she texted and said, oh, I'm going to be late. And then she didn't want to get here on time, you know, pay a dollar ten or whatever it was going to be. Yeah. There was no traffic on 77. I wouldn't come down 77. Um, yeah, I said I just came up and there was no traffic. So. Yeah, no, I didn't come yeah. up seventy seven. She's looking for excuses. Anyway, I about just didn't show up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I did. I had to get. I, I you just know when you're too jacked up, and I knew if I was going to execute, I needed to get it down. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. Never did I think I'd have to avoid watermelon chunks in Victory <laughs> Lane, but I was standing behind yeah. Hermie and because I did the yeah. radio, and he hucked that watermelon and it just went everywhere i was covered in it I'll tell you what, back man. To the- so so when i met hermie sadler he was your size and when you two guys were standing there on tv together i thought the same thing i was thing. like damn herminator has been chowing down on some 
Oh my God. I, I'm going to have to text him. Like he, I thought he's he was always, working out. So this is Hermes go to saying he will literally order a 16 ounce <laughs> bone and ribeye, a loaded baked oh potato, mac and cheese. And then he'll have all this food sitting in front of him and he'll literally be eating it. And he'll be like, I don't know why I can't lose no weight. <laughs> Probably because you got 2,700 calories in front of you. A but, 16 but, ounce steak too? Hermes has got oh to get back gosh. in shape. We gotta get you gotta get him you gotta get him on this heart rate thing you're doing. I, just I like, thought he was into wrestling, so I thought he was just beefing up for the Are wrestling. you still riding bikes? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Hermie would need like two seats if he was gonna ride a bike right now. Like, <laughs> I did think the same thing when I saw Hermie. I was like, is that Hermie? I'm like, wow, okay. They needed to shoot him a little tighter. I just <laughs> I, I liked it whenever I stood up on the door and I was like everybody was standing there like you said so there's normally there's more room to throw a watermelon and it's Gateway's splash. victory lane is so little it's yeah, can so we do tight. it on the front stretch like these like that's that little thing is pretty I ridiculous. think they should do all victory lanes in the front yeah, stretch it, and like, this one isn't far but it's just a concrete pad and it's like it felt like I was gonna fall off the whole time but yeah uh, I was like looked at Hermie I was like where do you want me to throw it and he's like right here baby <laughs> he yeah. was like I, I was like, ducked okay. behind him I okay. was like mm-hmm. probably wanted some yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy I'm sorry Hermie <laughs> I, lo- I love Hermie yeah, he's hilarious. I just, man. Man, we're going to give him some weight loss tips. You guys are so and, and mean. And I'm not really good at that because I'm, I'm 220. I, I said you I thought, thought he was, he was working wrestling. out. For wrestling, yes, because he's, he's big into wrestling, Sumo right? wrestling. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> Herbie, I'm sorry about Brett. I know. I'm apologizing, yeah. too. You're agreeing. What are you talking about? You're sorry. I'm sorry you're saying this much <laughs> stuff about him. <laughs> Hermie, I think it's funny. Wow. Okay, moving on. Uh, Sonoma marks the second race of the season with no natural cautions. I'm spot off. I, I was, we need some, we needed some excitement in the middle there and I thought we would get it at some point, but, um, I don't know. I don't, you've never ran there before. So I, I kind of liked the old configuration better. I thought it set up for more, um, questionable moves in the seven, I guess, than what the carousel did. There was, you know, uh, seven was pretty hairy before on restarts and stuff. Now, um, I, I don't honestly don't even know if maybe one or two cars spent out there all weekend, really. Ross tried to cause a caution. Yeah. He one did. One time. <laughs> I went off one time. There were several times where we honestly had an opportunity for NASCAR at their discretion to throw the caution with some spins in 11, and we had one guy that kind of choked down and had a hard time getting back going. But, yeah. man, the reality even is – 10, the 34 sitting in 10. Yeah. I thought that was going to – I was just, worried there for a second. Yeah, yeah, well, he was sitting there broadside. Broadside. I was yeah, scared. And then he kind of started second. creeping forward when cars were coming. I mean, in, yeah. in that situation, I'm almost surprised they didn't throw it. But – I mean, it, it's almost like they're invested in this whole stage as our brakes, and we're just going to let these guys race. You know, the problem is, and the reason you don't have cautions, is they're not using the brake pedal as much. And you used to have to really use it in four, really use it in seven, really use it in 11. And an oval and a, and a road course are the same in the sense of if the driver is having to use the brake, it creates an opportunity for the guy behind him to pass. And the way that these cars are driving now with the on-throttle time, even at a road course, they were in the throttle more yesterday than we've been in my career at Sonoma. And because we're in the throttle, you don't have opportunities to pass. And if you don't have opportunities to pass, you don't have opportunities to wreck. That's why the only real spins we saw were in the one braking zone that we had, which is turn 11. Yeah, and we used to have four... Four was kind of a braking zone, but there wasn't as much passing in that four as the old four, I guess, right? And you could race out of four at the old track, and if two guys were racing in front of you, you got to run. Then you're three wide into seven, which made it exciting. 
So, and somebody kind of had to give, and what somebody didn't give. Turn four was too narrow, it looked like, from where we stood. Too sharp. I don't know what it looked like for you. Too well, narrow and, and too sharp. It was sharp. really narrow for him. On that one a- corner. And then turn seven, it looked like the way the <laughs> apex worked. Even if you'd kind of get your nose in on their right rear, it, the apex, the way the corner was yeah, set you up, you, you couldn't do anything about it. Couldn't you hang just, there. Yeah, and then they'd yeah. drive off from you, and you'd have to wait a whole nother lap and a half to make a move. I missed the photos from the old turn four, because that's the corner they would all – Yeah. Too tired. Yeah, they're yeah. all the right sides are like this, you know. NASCAR would post about them wheel hopping and post a picture with the right sides in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wheel like hopping that. with the right sides in there. Yeah, yeah. How many spiders did you end up using? Six. No. <laughs> Two. I had three. Um, had a guy on the drag strip like normal, and then we put a guy on the banking in 8, 8A, whatever that was over there, just to look back because we couldn't see the back stretch, I'll call it that, from – basically the carousel up that hill which drag strip it. yeah which honestly you really didn't need to but we, I mean, we made a lot run off we made a lot of passes we were actually really good under braking um we made a lot of passes but um yeah i mean you can't see that at all they're out of your sight completely until they make the right hander in five i guess right or yeah, yeah just, seven just seven put the track back like it was did you, did you see the video of Clint and Kyle's interview after practice? I did. That was funny. That was funny. Yeah. He they, did Kyle call all? He goes. So there's 40 idiots that can't seem to stay off the stay off the dirt. And then Clint turns around and goes, "Did he just interview?" And they're like, "Yeah. Are you going to play his first? Yeah. Hey, how many times you hit the dirt? Yeah, he wrecked twice. Yeah. But well, he Kyle obviously for, came back to run second. Yeah. Kyle <laughs> forgot where four what turn four he was supposed to be using there a little bit. <laughs> And then they would make you go all the way down there for a while. They made you come back head on yeah. into, like, traffic. That like, was the same thing for the race, they said. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like, so you turn around and come back. All these guys are coming at you downhill, getting ready to make a ride. And if they miss a corner, you're going to hit. Yeah. Like, oof. Yeah. Speaking of which, third place Ryan Blaney finishes 32 seconds behind the winner, MTJ. We'll start with Ross for spot on, spot off for this. I didn't know that. Um that's crazy. So that, that whole last run, how many laps was that last run with one green flag stop, right? Almost 50. 50. That was 45. Yeah. yeah, 45 after the stage wow. race. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's insane. I mean, that's, that's getting close a to a second lap. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's with our bad math. Um, no, that's spot off. That's, um, I don't know. It's not good. We needed it. I wish it was a caution probably four or five laps into a run because that, you know, you – some of the leaders might have stayed out that many laps, and it, but you know from like eighth to tenth on backs coming in, and um, that's when guys are going to start making progress, you know. But if you have it, if you have it fifteen laps into the stage, everyone's going to pit. But if you have a quick caution or something, that's going to separate the field a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's I'm spot off. We needed. We did, I feel like we needed the old track back. I feel like Sonoma was a really sl- slow, technical racetrack for a road course, and I feel like they changed the whole dynamic of it, and that's why you saw this big of a lead, because no cautions, because nobody yeah. was passing. I mean, The carousel wasn't exciting as I thought. No. Well, it's downhill, off camber. Everybody was plowing tight and then jumping sideways. You can't. Yeah. Like, And then there was dirt on the track all day. I mean, everybody all was dropping long. tires. Yeah. Yeah, had to. That's what Eric Amarola said. I talked to him on the plane last night. He said he came over the hill and just dirt everywhere, mm-hmm. and off the course he went. He's like, see ya. And that's one of those things, too. If NASCAR's watching that close, they could throw a caution in and kind of prevent that. Yeah. All right, another one here. Daryl Waltrip finishes his broadcasting career at Sonoma this past weekend. Uh, we can start with Brett. I'm going to really miss the energy that this guy brought to the to the broadcast. You know, when I look at Jeff Gordon, obviously a very knowledgeable champion, 
but he doesn't have the energy DW has. And as a fan who likes to watch TV, I want my people to be excited. You know what I mean? And and so I, I think our fans uh, kind of got fed up with DW on some certain things, which I can understand and relate to. But I'm going to really miss the energy that he brought to the booth. So uh, spot on to him, man. I mean, what a great NASCAR career to have accomplished what he did as a driver, 80-plus wins, three championships, and then go into TV. And, I mean, look, he's been the Fox icon in that booth since they signed mm-hmm. that TV contract. So uh, happy to have, have been here as, as kind of part of that, you know. Yeah, it's, I'm spot on. I, I still don't think we've talked about it before that I don't think people realize what he's accomplished in our sport and what he was like in, in his early days. He was basically the Kyle Bush back then. But mouthier. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he made it exciting. Like, you you wanted to see his interview. You wanted to be around him. You wanted to see what he was going to do next. I mean, he spiked a helmet in victory lane one time. <laughs> Shuffle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who, when's the last time you seen somebody do that? He spiked a watermelon. <laughs> DW spiked a helmet. <laughs> but, you know, he's uh, always very energetic. And, and um, you know, I think, uh, I think we're going to miss him in certain ways. Ross? Yeah, I agree. I think people don't realize what they're going to miss out on now. Um I mean, I a big Jeff Gordon fan growing up. Um, he was winning races for as long as I can remember. But like I said, it's um, he just talks talks about the real world of what's going on with cars and what he sees in his opinion. But doesn't I mean? It's, who nobody can replicate what Daryl brought. I mean, I don't, I don't know him. I've I mean, I've just in passing he's waved and said hi. So I don't know him personally. But um, and I think that's where some of the disconnect came from as he's gotten older. Is he didn't stay entrenched in the sport, in the garage. Because the thing is, him, though. you're running all three series. Yeah. If anybody should have saw him, it should have been you. You know, if he's going to be in any mm-hmm. garage, you're, you're going to see him walking around. And But at the same time, you know, as I, I, I get closer to retirement at some point, like, you probably are a little less engaged. You know what I mean? So Yeah, but his energy never changed, though. Not in the booth. He was no. enthusiastic every race. Um, when the tensions got high, he was... I really wish he were going to call the Daytona 500 next year and then be done, but obviously he went out on his own terms, so good for that guy. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, too. I don't know. I mean, it hasn't been confirmed, but I heard they're just going to keep a two-person booth next year. They're not going to bring anyone else in, so it'll just be uh, Gordon and Joy up there. They're not going to do three people, so... That's what they keep saying. Yeah, you know? that'll be interesting if they just have the two with the loss of DW now. I, I really hope they um, reconsider some of that. I think there's going to be a dynamic up there that's missing with DW being gone, and I think, you know, Jamie McMurray has won Daytona 500. He's yeah. won... Uh, the Brickyard. You he's know, energetic. He, he, he's very energetic. I would love to see them at least put him up there for some of the races where it's not as technical. You know, a place mm-hmm. like Daytona, Talladega, et cetera, right? Martinsville, um, where where we know Jamie's, you know, run good. Sonoma, Jamie was really good. So, I mean, personality-wise, I think Fox has a pretty deep, you know, portfolio. We got Hermie. We can bring Hermie yeah. on and, and put him in the booth. <laughs> yeah. But but I really think, honestly, room, I just don't want there, it right? to be um, – I don't want – I think Mike Joy is phenomenal. One of yeah, the best, One of the best color guys ever. But I just don't want it to be boring, you know? Yeah, that's what I like about seeing, like, uh, like Regan Smith. I think he's awesome on pit road because he's just got the personality and dynamic and, like, what Kligerman does. He brings that insight, too. So yeah. I know they have that with Jeff being up there, but it'll be – like you said, there's no – no energy. Jeff's a chill dude. Yeah, he's just chill. Like yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Sometimes he gets guy. tense whenever he gets tense a few times every now and then when he sees situations happening. Um, he's gonna have to step his game up. He's got a lot of time. It'll be he's interesting have to, to see how it starts off next year. Just how things kick off if they keep that two person. But he I might think. be able to though. He, he's gonna have to. I mean, he and DW didn't always see eye to eye, which was cool, yeah. right? Yeah. And 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 they would fight against who was right, which was you know kind of cool for a conversation, but. I wonder, if Jeff was, I wonder if he was a little more reserved at times because DW was so energetic and 
and you know talking about certain situations and stuff. I wonder if he let him kind of do that side of it. I'm interested in seeing how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. All right, last one here. Charlotte Motor Speedway announces the redesigned backstretch chicane for the Roval. Ross, tell us what this means. I don't even know what I'm looking at. This is the one that they destroyed like five cars at last year, right? Like Bubba Wallace took out that entire tire barrier. Poor Bubba. The guy left pit road for practice. Are you on, serious? You beat me Friday. by one spot. I saw this on Twitter. <laughs> Bubba left pit road, Ross, and immediately wrecked. And he was like, oh, I forgot we were in the 750 horsepower package. <laughs> what are you talking about? Usually it was Sonoma. like eight seconds or something and he wrecked. Yeah. He literally left pit road. He went in a four and wrecked. Freddie's like, well, I've already wrecked because we couldn't see where he wrecked. Yeah. And I was like, well, you wrecked? He said, oh, yeah, I'm spun out over there. <laughs> Jeez, oh man. <laughs> so what does this mean? What are we looking at? Oh, so this is, we're looking, the infield's on the top. They so. literally named them, they call them the turtles. Oh, wait, is this the front stretch? Back stretch. stretch. I'm so confused at what that's I'm looking the, at right now. That's the tunnel. You see the tunnel over there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, this is, the, oh, So yeah. it's a sharp turn. It's going to be a passing zone. You're going to have to break. No. Yeah, I mean, you're breaking hard right there. But, but that's I weird. don't know if this accomplishes anything because of the, yeah. the corner that you're coming out of. Yeah. Like, I don't know if... It's too quick of a right. Like, this works at Watkins Glens because you got to go up through the S's. you got to left or right, and guys get free and tight, and you got to lift. I mean, you, you've driven Watkins Glen. You, the S's can be a handful yeah. sometimes. Yeah, no, you really loosen the rights. So when you roll out of the last corner, which I don't even... What is it, seven here, too, maybe? I don't remember. When you roll into turn one of the banking... It's turn two off the banking. Yes, but when you roll out there... What are you fighting? There's no issues. That's what I'm saying. When you go off there, you're basically hammered out and going. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is going to create the – on restarts, it'll be exciting, I'm sure. But after that, it's not – it's going to be hard to stay with a guy out of that corner. Yeah, it's – They're building – so they're actually building a new wall, like outward. Yeah. I, I You know, I applaud them for gotcha. trying here. Now I see what I'm looking at. I, I, I mean, I'm glad they're trying to slow it down because last – it wasn't even really a chicane before – um, now with this being such a slow corner, it might create some, some stuff. Of, some of the guys disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, you know, this is still probably going to set up a pretty good little run to the last chicane. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's it's not fun to go through. Day that you're just kind of <laughs> pointing and hoping, hoping you stick you the flinch, old chicane. Flinch every Both, lap, but this will be. I mean, yeah, you'll have a little more decel into that first right like left and then right but yeah for be, sure you're gonna be blasting across those turtles um and like i mean i know i'm biased but like for it's guys like me like, i'm not allowed to hit them like we're not, I'm not allowed to use them even when you, you know you're not supposed you don't want to hit them all the time but you can use them to help turn the car and i was told that's not, not part just, of your yeah, program told not to yeah just make the car last yeah yeah well it tore up a few you running the, you running the roval xfinity you locked in on that yet no no you gotta fix that we'll work on that <laughs> yeah bless all right, well, let's take a break and see what's coming up this week on the Dale Jr. Download. The Dale Jr. Download. Listen up. When you're done listening to Door Buffer Clear, go listen and subscribe to my podcast, The Dale Jr. Download. This week, a guest that means the world to me, my sister, Kelly Earnhardt Miller. Plus, catch us on TV Tuesday, 5 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. The Dale Jr. Download, available on major podcast platforms. The Dale Jr. Download. Dirty Dirty boat. Boat. All right, we are back. But before we get into Fastlane, let's hear some more about our partner, Pristine Auction. TJ, let's talk some more about our new partner, PristineAuction.com, where you can bid and win authentic and affordable memorabilia. Yeah, I've been looking at all different auctions they host. The daily auctions start with bids at just $1 and end nightly. The 10-minute auctions are a great way to snag items quickly, too. 
Pristine Auction guarantees the authenticity of all items, and each comes with an authentic. Bleh. You can't even say it. This each week. comes with an authentication <laughs> yes. form only from the most trusted sources. TJ, I know you said Joy signed some stuff for them before, right? Yeah, he has. So you know it's the real deal. Most people don't think they can afford these items, but it is much more affordable than you think. Check out these really low prices on some NASCAR items. Man, I want to win some M&M signed items. I don't know if they uh, got M&M, but Kyle Larson's on there for a buck, $1. Former Buffalo Bill, Peerless Price. Three signed photos. Four. Who is Peerless Price? Old Man Price's boy. Do you know who he is? Yes. I figure TJ would know him. So I, I do know him. There. If it was Thurman Thomas, I would know him, and I would pay Listen, $10 for that it's three photo. three for $10. Three. Oh. Not just one photo. It's three for 10 Oh, that's, Alex Bowman's on there for six to bucks. That's three thirty-three. $3.33 per photo. $6.17. So does that mean I can be at six eighteen and get it? Yes. All right. Yes. It's quick and free to register. Free to bid, and you only pay when you win. As a DBC listener, enter the registration code CLEAR. That's C-L-E-A-R for you people who can't spell the word CLEAR. (laughs) In the very first box of the registration page. As a new user, you'll get an immediate $5 auction credit to spend, and they'll know we sent you from Door Bumper Clear. That $5 credit would buy you at least one peerless price photo. (laughs) At least one. I'm not a Buffalo Bills fan. I'm a Gamecock fan, so find me a Gamecock guy. It's Give a good me a deal. Ryan Brewer autographed thing. Look, You've if never you heard love DBC, Brewer. go check it out and win some items on pristineauction.com. That's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. And don't forget the registration code CLEAR. That's C-L-E-A-R. CLEAR. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. We'll start bidding on items live during the show like we did today. Fill our table with some cool stuff. See what we win. Hopefully, it's uh, not a lot of Buffalo Bill stuff. Hey, I already had to be outbid on the Bills helmet, so I'm up to $31 I'm bidding on it. So we'll see how it goes. Good hey, luck. Nice. I'll quit bidding on you against you. Let's go in the fast lane. Three racing questions. One off the wall question. 30 seconds to respond to each. Only 30 seconds. How are you going to stop from talking? Good luck. Fast lane. All right, first question here. Sonoma used the carousel for the first time since 1997 on Sunday. The year I was born. Um, year do you I graduated pre- college. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you prefer this layout or the previous one, Brett? Um, I prefer the old layout. I don't need 30 seconds. There you go. I liked it as a driver, but it was really hard to pass. So that's the age-old gripe as a driver. Uh, I prefer the old layout as well. I think the challenge is it was cool to watch guys try to learn a new track for a little bit, but... It didn't open up the passing zones and stuff that I thought it, that I wanted it to. Um, I thought the old Sonoma was great. Um, passing, braking, carnage. I mean, it was restarts on the old Sonoma were pretty good. So I like the old layout. Are you answering a FaceTime call over there? No, I'm looking for Jeff Gluck's poll. You it's know how he does good. that poll? It is not good. It says, was Sonoma a good race? And it's 60-40, no. No is winning it. At, at, how many votes is there? There's 8,800 votes as of right now. Oof. Oh, and 60% are saying it was not. You a good have race. voted 7,000 times. <laughs> I can't vote but once. That's <laughs> <Just> kidding. <laughs> I like the way he does those polls, though. I do too. That, and it annoys Steve O'Donnell, which I think is funny. Steve O'Donnell will, tweeted about it one time. Who knows this? I was like, that's so awesome. <laughs> I will say off topic real quick these polls are highly influenced by who wins as well. Yeah, yeah. I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah. So, but I mean, judging by the racing, the old Sonoma, in my opinion, was better. Yeah. 
All right, next one. Johnny Sauter was suspended from the truck series for one race after wrecking Austin Hill under caution at Iowa. Do you agree with the penalty? TJ starts. Uh, I do not agree with the penalty. I did nothing for Johnny. Got a free weekend to go run his late model and have fun. How do you do? Second. Yeah, he got second. Majeski won, right? Majeski won. He finished second. But Johnny got to go back to his old stomping grounds area, have fun. Uh, this did not hurt him in any sense of money. Um, they didn't give him point penalty, did they? Nope. No. I mean, it did nothing but give Johnny Sauter an off weekend. The, he might do it three more times now. I don't know. <laughs> you know, But you know what I mean. I want Ross to go before me. Um, no, I'm biased, but no, it, I don't agree with it. Um, the the crime and the, and the punishment, right? So it goes back to our tech violation for being uh you know an inch too low um for static tech height and we uh we lose everything for that weekend and and he just gets to take a weekend off and nope that's that was part of our argument in the uh, appeals process and it was uh quickly denied i'm uh i'm not a fan of suspending drivers you know and and i'm 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 definitely not a fan of wrecking guys under yellow i'm not a fan of wrecking guys after the race i think if you're going to take it out on take them out while while the track's green but he should not have been suspended. I mean, this is just just think about this. If this had been the Cup Series, right, and and Ross Chastain wins the race, gets found illegal, these two guys are wrecking each other under under caution. Like the 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 storylines here would have been gigantic. Obviously, this is in a, one of our feeder series, not in the Cup Series. But this race couldn't have been any better from an excitement level. You had. Uh, Ross in a must-win situation. He wins. Then he gets kicked out. Wow, drama. Then you got this going on, drama. And what do they do? They suspend the guy. We we need this. We don't need to not have this. Everyone forgot there was an Xfinity race on Sunday because of the truck race. But hundred percent. Um, am I allowed to put an opinion on this really quick? Did you guys see, hear Moffitt's interview on SiriusXM where they asked him about the suspension and his opinion? He got on there and pretty much vouched for you in the sense of like the penalty versus the incident. And he's like, they're gonna suspend him for wrecking someone under caution, which at Iowa it's different. But so it's okay to go out and junk someone under green at 180 miles an hour. And you're not going to do anything about that, but we're going half the speed and we're going to get in trouble and suspended for that. So he pretty much vouched and saying NASCAR needs to find consistency in like penalties versus. And obviously I'm not a driver and I'm not going to want hitting the wall, but I mean, he, he didn't really put Hill in any danger. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, right. Like, it's not like he was trying to you can't, physically hurt him. You cannot wreck people under caution. No. I mean, I just, you can't let your adrenaline no. get that high. You go up and you punch him after the race you fight i mean i fought oh you ever I got done my that? butt kicked you ever done that i got my butt kicked who did you punch jeremy clements i've got my butt kicked a couple times okay i don't want to talk about it <laughs> i don't okay, think uh, i can get targeted on this show but we can't ask ross about who he's punched well i, mean, I think you know uh, everybody that i've gotten an altercation with no have you I hit do? Him? you hit him no 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 no, no. no. <laughs> I think it's good for the sport. I agree, though. Never wrecking by under caution. No. Never wrecking by I after agree. the race. Like under caution is not acceptable. But you know, I understand what Brett's saying. But that's kind of like the take away two playoff points. Take away, like you said. I mean, he literally got a weekend off. When two guys are mad at each other, you either fight after the race or you handle it on the track. Yeah, you know that's just how it is. I mean, how do you make a guy not mess with it anymore? You either punch him after the race or you. Handle it on the track, right? Hundred percent. And you know, I don't, I don't agree with going out there just blasting each other at a hundred ninety. I don't think that's right. But I mean, I guess everyone handles situations differently. I mean, you get mad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You're in there by yourself. Yeah. You're, I, I wait till I get out though. Your blood pressure's through the roof, right? I bet your heart rate was up. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Ha- I didn't have a fancy watch back then. You should have started talking to yourself. I didn't know that I needed to get it down. Yeah. 
<laughs> it helps. Man. Uh, Chicagoland is one of the most unique 1.5 mile tracks on the schedule. Where does it rank among your favorite mile and a halfers to compete at? Ross, you're first. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. You got the big bump down in three and four track has some age on it. Um, cup car there last year was insane. Um, won't be this year, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, I get to run all three. So, um, try to rip the fence and the Xfinity in the truck. The truck won't be right on the wall, be a groove off or something, but yeah, it's, it's one of the good ones. Yeah, I think um, I think Chicago opens up the lanes. I think Friday's I think Friday's race will be pretty good. Um, I think the Xfinity race will be pretty good as well. And uh, you know, the Cup race is still a question mark to me here. I want to see how it. I think it's I think it's going to be okay. It's going to be hard to get a good handle. Um, uh, we'll see. I mean, my favorite mile and a half is Homestead um, to go spot at because it gives you a lot of opportunities to have different grooves, different runs. It really keeps you on your toes as a spotter. Chicago for me, I mean, it's not any better or any different than, than any of the other ones. Like, it doesn't rank high enough for me to be crazy excited about going. But it uh, it's cool because it's got that rounded-off backstretch. I guess that's what they, they say makes it unique. But it's it's cool, man, because you're 45 minutes from downtown Chicago, which is a ton of fun. I also have a lot of time to go check out the city, it sounds like. Was it Chicago or Kansas that was spewing out water? That was Kansas, right? No, it might have been Chicago. Remember when they drilled the hole in the track and it started shooting out? Like a geyser? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember which one it was. It was Chicago or Kansas. Yeah. They build them at the same time, you know, yeah. those two tracks. So they're a lot alike in terms of the layout of the facility and the way everything is set up in there. Super nice. For a mile uh, and a half, place. I like these tracks. I mean, I think they're fun. Spotter I mean, they, stands are nice. Well, they're just, they're aged. They've got different grooves. It's not, if they repave them, it'll be, if they ever repave, it'll be bad. Yeah. But. Now, Jason, do you actually have the answer to this next one? I do. One? I'm okay. all ready. All right. Guess how much. Here's the off-the-wall question. Guess how much the Guinness World Record setting watermelon weighs. Brett, you're first. Dang. 112 pounds. I got no idea. Oh, man. I'm going to go. Come on. You have to take a lot. Like, you know more about watermelons than I guarantee you anyone at this table. Three, you have to take a guess. 301 pounds. I was going to go 249. All right. It's 350.5 pounds. Jeez, That's pretty big. big watermelon. Does it have like a – does it say the – parameters of it like they how big it actually they, is they nickname it Hermie. that's <laughs> i couldn't resist i had to go back to it right here baby i knew he was gonna do that I oh knew my it. gosh oh my gosh oh i don't know why you know next week we're gonna have to we're gonna have to print off a head of Hermie and put a watermelon <laughs> on the table and tape it to it you need to get him on the show oh hermy's well, enough room no oh my gosh. So so Ross's PR people <laughs> sent out a tweet the other night after he won, and it said, we've given away some cool autograph stuff. What do you guys want to win autograph next? And a bunch of people said watermelon. So mm-hmm. I think this weekend we got to find a golf cart, and we got to get you a watermelon and sign it, and let's take it around and give it to a camper. I think they should tweet you and be like, hey, this is my campsite. Yeah. Bring me a watermelon. Where did you take watermelon up to the booth at? You know about like recently? Darlington. Your brother. Yeah. Chad Chad's a hustler. Chad is a hustler. Yep. Yeah. I think uh I think it'd be cool if you took like a bunch of watermelons or went had somebody go to the grocery store when you're there and take them out of the campground at night or something. Do you ever do that? Not like to give to campers, no. Oh, you should, man. It's hot out these races. They're all camping. You should take some watermelons. Do you put salt on your watermelon? No. Is that weird? Do you put salt on no, your watermelon? No, South Carolina, that's a thing. Okay. Yeah. We, we grow a lot of watermelons, not like Ross, but I, I watermelon farmed when I was younger, and yeah, we would bust them up in the field, a little salt. Put and, salt on them, yeah. right. Yeah. Me too. Okay. You know, you know, Brett's from the wrongly appointed watermelon capital. That's, that's self-proclaimed. Water, yeah. 
Watermelon, Watermelon Capital. Capital of the World, Pageland, South Carolina. Not true. It's a thing, dude. We got Cordial, a festival. Georgia. <laughs> oh, you got yeah. a festival. I was okay. going to say, isn't there a watermelon field off the backstretch of Cordial Speedway? Yeah. We got we had a festival coming well, up. it's not a watermelon It's the field. Watermelon Capital of the World Festival. It's, it's in a couple weeks. So If, if we, we weren't racing, we would go. If yeah. Dillner plants a field of dandelions over we here. Have seed and we have a seed spitting contest. We have a seed spitting contest. Have you ever done that? We also have no. a watermelon mile where you get 10 people or nine or whatever the math comes out to, and everybody runs a block, and you have to keep handing off this watermelon. It's a 15 pound watermelon. For a mile. For, well, you, you run a tenth of a mile, and then you hand it off. Watermelon relay race. The rest of the world just has like watermelon sack, eating, sack races. And watermelon stuff. eating contest. You ever seen those? Uh, we should have done that today on this table. That that doesn't <laughs> surprise me though. Martinsville used to have a hot dog eating contest. Remember that? Didn't donor? Noah Gregson or someone participate in that he, recently? And does, then does he hurled? vomit after every race? Dude, he totally does. No, no, it was Taco Bell, the Taco Bell late model race up there. They would always have a they would have a taco eating contest. That would not end well for anyone involved. I saw a video of him in Sonoma vomiting again. Has okay, he got a so that's here, a thing. Say? That's like that's a thing. Does he need so like OTC or whatever won, that stuff's called? He won the back to back Miller Motorsports Park races in K and N for the road course, and then he won at Watkins Glen, I want to say, or New Jersey in the East. Threw up after all three of those. And then you guys remember Kyle Busch helping him at Martinsville. He was hurling yeah. into the safer barriers. Heart rates up. And then up. he hurled at Sonoma. Heart rates up. It's got to be. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he did a watermelon eating contest with us one time. Is that what it was? He cheated. Like, Wasn't he spitting up. it out? Yeah. Yeah. How like, you, how do you cheat in a watermelon eating contest on a stage? Yeah. It's probably better because he would have thrown up. He would have thrown up if he didn't. It was, Where was ridiculous. that at? Dover. Well, I don't know. Does he have like acid reflux pr- or something? Protect your melon campaign. That was actually pretty mm. cool. That campaign thing that yeah. you guys have. Buckle, buckle your seatbelt. They put beer goggles on you and then they put you on big, like the big wheel tricycles and you have to go through an obstacle course. You know what you need? Doesn't end well. To actually use your melon. You know what you need? A, a watermelon. In the fall. Huh? In the fall. Do use your melon. Do two campaigns up there. Watermelon facts. Do you have um, little like baseball size watermelon stress ball things that'd be kind of cool you could smash them a little bit and let them come back out smash do you have watermelon. anger issues is that what you do on the spot yeah, I, was gonna say. I was gonna say you should keep one in the truck you know well, when you get angry just when you were trying to pass Paul at the end of the race at Sonoma were you no stressing? I was I was uh y'all had a heck of a race at the end we yeah, we had a fun race. We no, caught coming him down like, to the end. We yeah. caught him like six seconds in like five six laps and didn't pass him. No, it was uh, it was a good race. We um, we did everything but wreck with each other. Yeah. so it was exciting. You it drove off fun. in ten or what ten? The right hander had a tire go down right at the end. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that made it uninteresting. But eleven was going to be fun. <laughs> How far behind? You weren't that far behind it. No, I let y'all go with like two or three to go. Um, yeah, so you witnessed it all. Yeah, just yeah. got to watch the show. Did you see all the parts coming off through the yeah. asses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was fun. Good race. All right, moving on to Ask DBC. Remember, submit your questions each week on Twitter using the hashtag AskDBC. You remember that, guys. All right, first question here. At RacerChasen asks... They added the carousel to Sonoma. Do you think they should add the boot to Watkins Glen? You definitely answered this earlier yeah. on. What do you think, Brett? <laughs> yeah. Don't add anything. Leave these tracks alone. Uh, the road courses are fine. They've been some of the best products for the last decade, really. Honestly, Bristol, Martinsville, the road courses. And, yeah. And you go messing with them. Leave them alone. We don't need to be running extra miles for no reason. If they're not passing zones, we don't need to be even considering Sonoma's it. been a good race. It's been a great race. One of the race. best. And Watkins Glen's the same way. Watkins Glen's a little bit different. It's faster. 
Um, the year Sonoma got good was a year that Vickers and Tony Stewart got into it. Like, that's kind of the era. <laughs> One of them about tires? Yes. That's kind of the era when it was like, you know what? Short track racing has now become a, a big part of the road course racing. And, and, and then we go and change the freaking you course. You know, that never would have happened. Whose idea was that? Fire him. That never would have happened had both of them had little stress watermelons in their cars. <laughs> <laughs> or if they just talk to themselves like Ross yeah, does. Like yeah, the heart rate's got up. Next thing you know, one's on the tires. I mean, someone's on the tires that's in 11. About, that's about the time when when road courses got exciting. They were, yeah, I mean, Sonoma's been great. Yeah. And, I, you know, I I was excited to try the try to the carousel, but um, miss you old Sonoma. It's hard to get a word in edgewise with those two, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> it's hard to get through four, too, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Edgar Wood. I'm so Wood. glad you went off there. <laughs> Edgar Wood asks, is the ride height rule necessary to keep costs down? That was a Twitter a Twitter debate. That's a good question last for night. Ross. Yeah, yeah for Ross. Sure. I'm biased. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this is a good time to my, ask Ross. <laughs> my biggest issue with everything is, and I have to, you have to be careful, right? You can't just call NASCAR out. But I, in my honest opinion is that there's flaws in, the, in how all this is written because the rule in the truck series and the rule in the Xfinity series is the same rule for ride heights. Xfinity cars unhook their shocks after the race, roll up. You're allowed to push down and pull up, and that's everything with ride height for tech height. Um, there's no rule that says they're allowed to do that, but Wayne Otten, I mean, I might get in trouble, but he was smart enough to realize last year they were rolling all this out and these new rules that it's going to be big penalties after the race, and he tested everything with all the cars. He pulled random cars off at a couple races and pulled at one time, I think New Hampshire pulled like 12 or 13, maybe 15 cars through the random and tried everything to see how these cars would come up. There's no rule that says he has to or doesn't have to, but that's his rule for his series. And we don't have that. It was very clearly told to me though, that that's the Xfinity series and this is the truck series. So, um, yeah, I don't know about the cost savings, nothing, every rule costs money. Every rule change costs money too. So, so, so I was told by our friend, Chris Rice, that this would be a six-figure rule change if they did away with ride heights after the Xfinity races because of what you got to do with the front clips and their shocks and all that stuff. But so, they don't have they have ride height rules, but they're allowed to but, manipulate them by unhooking the shocks and right, pull the car up. Right, right. But he did say there was a considerable cost if Xfinity went to no ride height rules. But see me as a as a as a darf. That's what we call dumbass race fans. I'm so right? glad you know that terminology because so, I got introduced a couple weeks ago so, to me. So me playing darf for a moment. That I'm was, like, okay, you passed tech before the race. They said, thumbs up, you're good. You went out and ran the race. You came in, and your truck basically was sitting in victory lane like you raced it. It didn't come back up. So what do I care if it comes up after the race? As a fan, I don't. But, but in, in, It did come up. It came up several inches. It just didn't come up five and a half inches. Five and a half inches. Yeah, but for me, I really don't care if it comes up at all because you're racing them slammed to the ground. What's the point of making them come back up? Yeah. It's going to cost money either way. Everybody's spending too much. Yeah. The only, at the end of the day, my thing with this is if you're going to bust one from now on, that's setting the tone forward. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're low, you're low, you don't win. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the other made guy. that clear. Yeah. yeah. I come in and bring that briefcase. We could have set that right here and bid on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fake money anyway. That's fine. We don't tell I them. Know. I know. <laughs> I was all excited. Was it, it really? real? Yeah, it looks real. It I know they real. opened it up in yep. Victory Lane, and I was like looking over, and I was like, man, those are some, they were like clean, crisp, and I was, it's not even real. Did you notice I took it this time and handed it to the guys? Yeah. And it was like, run? You like walked out of the TV interview and handed it to someone? Should have put it in the truck, sit inside the seat. <laughs> last week at Iowa, like I didn't even take it on the TV interview. I didn't know you were supposed to like 
receive it. It's like their gift. And you um, knew you were low. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's like, just hold on to that, guys. Yeah, I was like, no big deal, okay. And then this yeah. week, I was like, I'm taking it. Yeah, we're taking this. You ain't getting it back. Yeah. And then it was paper. Yeah, like bad, not even real paper. Oh, P. Schmitz, 1988 asks Ross, you've been a journeyman through the recent years. You've now had the taste of victory in trucks and Xfinity. What's the main goal for you going forward? Keep being successful and keep winning. I mean, that's all that a race car driver wants. So um, just take that step of being try to be the best race car driver I can be. And that's where laps at Sonoma running 33rd is valuable to me because it's going to make me better. Um, so putting in whatever work necessary um, every day, there's no days off for me right now. It's just all focused on being the best race car driver I can be. And um, the main goal is just to win. People don't realize either Ross does a lot when he's not in the car. Uh, he and I are both going to Denver tomorrow for Nutrinac Solutions, Loveland products out in, in uh, Colorado. Um, but Ross spent three days in New York doing promotional stuff for sponsors. Like it's not only what you have to do in the car, which he's doing, which is winning, but you have to do a lot of things outside of the car to attract new sponsors, spend time with them. Uh, and then ultimately just, just grow that relationship. You know, people don't always understand the amount of manpower and hours that takes for that to happen. It's not as easy as it looks on TV. Does uh, <clears throat> your success in the Nice truck now change? I mean, obviously, I don't know if you came into this year thinking you guys were going to be as as good as you were. Does that change your outlook towards the future with them and what you might try to look for to do next year? You know, do you make a do you come back next year and just focus on trying to win the championship with that truck and then do yeah. other stuff on the side? You know, I mean, that's what we're trying to do right now. So that's why we made the switch yeah. and we saw the opportunity this year, but. Next year is way too far out. There's, I have no idea what's. Going I mean, I, I honestly didn't think you would be as competitive as you are right now with that truck. I mean, yeah. I, I knew you'd be competitive, but not leading races and winning. Right. You know, I mean, it's two in a row, kind of in a way, but it is. Um, no, kind of about it. <laughs> Ross won the race. We we saw it on TV him. live. You, yeah, but yeah, you know, I mean, I didn't. No I didn't idea. necessarily think it was going to get to that, and even even uh, winning in a mile and a half is big like mm-hmm. you know that's almost more impressive to me than um you know than the other ones kind of i mean that's pretty big who do so. you think your biggest competition is for this championship i mean definitely the kbm trucks and i mean for sure um old solder's gonna be tough well here's the thing about the kbm trucks you just kicked harrison burton out right because he was eight really? points so you'll you'll bump him and i don't think gilliland's even in the top eight is he yeah but they're gonna win like those trucks are too fast they're gonna put it together um and then our, our in-house gms i mean that's we're our, all of our biggest competition and it's tough to balance it because they've never in my since we've been at nice that nice has never challenged them like this um and it's a lot like the furniture row gives yeah. deal like it's tough sledding right now with all of us, but we know we're all fast and we're actually all kind of on two different islands as far as like the two shops are side by side. And like, that's kind of how our setups are. We're pretty different in a lot Your of ways. shops next to, by G- there. Yeah, we get our chassis and some body stuff from them and, and a lot of the infrastructure and stuff they all have and Nice Motorsports, we don't have that. So, right. um, so yeah, it's, it's tough to balance that. If, honestly, I mean, it's something that Cody Efall and I know Al and, beaming those guys over there um it's tough to balance it then you get egos involved and you get um you know we're running one two and all these in a lot of these races and and racing each other really hard like i don't i don't back down from anybody um i mean me and crafton almost crashed on the straightaway this yeah. weekend. like dude that, that was, was a nuts. bad block that was a bad block on my part i didn't know he was coming that fast 
And when I, when I faded the block, I was like, oh, I just see a little yellow roof coming. I'll just, he'll lift. And he was going way faster than I thought. Yeah. I thought you were going head on to the outside wall. Yeah. For a second. I, yeah. I, mean, I really did. I'm like, oh, well, that's not going to be good. Yeah. But, I, I think clean the, air is so important there. You can't, you cannot, like, you have to do it. Like, and everybody does the same thing to me. I don't, I don't get upset. I just, I, I know saw, that we're not going to crash. I, I thought I was going to crash right there. But. I saw more slide jobs at Gateway of that race than I've ever yeah. seen there before. People were diving off into one, and they were just coming up, mm-hmm. and the smart people would lift early and cross them for the runoff of two. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was it was exciting. Okay, wait, I have a question, and this kind of relates back to stuff we talked to earlier. These kids that are getting sponsorship and money are holding out like their sponsorship to do three races in a KBM truck or two races in a GMS Xfinity car where you've taken, you know, sponsorship dollars, spread them out and ran full seasons for Johnny Davis or ran full seasons for whoever in lesser equipment. Is there, I mean, if you had an opinion, how, what would you choose to do for that kind of stuff? Do you know what I mean? Like what's the pro con in that? Cause we debated it and there was very split um, opinions on to take sponsorship and run three good races or run a full season. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I remember that race with Casey because I raced with him most of the race in the four car, and there was just things that re- how we restart and how things how you can ma- manipulate the starts and the first lap we could all take advantage of Casey, but after three laps here he'd come back. Um, so if he would have had more re- more starts, I mean he's ran Xfinity races before, um, but it had been a while. So it'd be the same thing if I went and ran a super or a crate car against him, he would kick my butt because he knows how to manipulate the car um, and get it through that first lap is really important, but. I wouldn't trade how I did it. I also wouldn't wish it on anybody because it's tough. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Got, you know, you think about the first couple of years I was in the sport. I mean, it's it's the, it's the ugly truth. But every driver that comes in NASCAR self funds their way in. Like that's I don't care. That's the way it is. So um, you're self funding to run fifteenth in an Xfinity car. It, you know, or, or, or really not even that. That was a sponsorship deal. But the truck stuff. You know, running self funding to mm-hmm. run fifteenth in trucks at the beginning and. And, um, you know, got into Brad's and still self-funding um, most of it. And that's that's tough. And then not to win. You know, you're expected to win now. You're in Brad Keselowski. Just won the cup championship. Ryan Blaney's won a race. He won the, a, a race the year before at Iowa. And then he won Pocono when I was there. And that's, that's when it's tough. That was the most stressed I've ever been. And people that were friends with me before, during, and after that period, they'd tell me how much of a I was. Because yeah. I was so stressed. I was just... I felt like the world was against me and nobody was my friend and, and Gosh, why, why is the so world glad, against me? So glad you said that. I thought the same thing. No. Yeah, no, <laughs> no I was. And, and I mean, no, you put a lot of pressure on me and Blaney's out there, you know, running better. And by the second half of the year, like you said earlier, we were, we caught up to him, but no, I guess back to your question, there's no right or wrong way. Um, but I wasn't ready even when I got in Brad's truck, let alone, then I needed, I needed three years in the Xfinity car at Johnny's. To get I think better. everybody, I think no matter what you do, I wish you, you could, I wish you could take what you know now and wish you knew now what you knew, you know, wish you knew then what you know now. But these guys can, they can, it, it, they, there's opportunities with Johnny Davis. There's opportunities with the Siegs, um, different cars. There's opportunities to get laps. It's just mm-hmm. everybody, I hear them say, well, I, I can't do that because it hurt my reputation. It's like nobody cares. I nobody in Cup is watching unless you win the race. Nobody, yeah. they don't know tr- Xfinity or Truck, Mr. Hendrick, Joe Gibbs. I mean, all those guys. Chip Ganassi, he could he did not know me until I got in his car. You won and never met him. It never. So never let me ask you this. So we'll take a guy, Bubba Pollard, has enough money. Redneck Jesus. Has enough money to run a full season with Johnny Davis or has enough money to run five races with KBM. What do you think, what do you think he should do? Just go run all those races at Johnny's. 
Really? Hands down. See, and I think Bubba's well-rounded enough and like a good enough driver that I think he could go and perform really well in those KBM deals, but could he probably win? No, maybe not. It's all little things. Execute. But like a lot of these young kids that are jumping in and doing like straight to Xfinity and straight to, you know, KBM, I'm like, no, those, those 14, 15, make, 16 year old kids need I to be I think he's going to make more of a name for himself running the KBM stuff. Agreed. I do think he'll get used on restarts a little bit until he gets a hang of it. But, you know, hopefully by, if he has five races, hopefully by the third or fourth race, he's got a better idea of it. You know, I think he's going to go to a mile and a half and be out to lunch for a little while. Um, but, I think you have a better chance of making your name known by running those five races and running good in one or two of them, possibly winning one, going winning in Iowa or something like that, and then getting more races from that than you do. Um, you know, I think it, I, I think I think it's hard to do what you did. I don't think many people could go through and do it. I don't. What think. does getting what do you say getting your making your name known by running a KBM truck? What does that get you? I mean, you're, you, if you run good, people like when you run good. People like winners. That doesn't. That's you're not going to get a sponsor if you go win a KBM in a KBM truck in a truck race. You're not going to get any more sponsors. Yeah, I mean, if you have, but if you had enough money to run five race KBM, I mean, we're not talking like the next year. What do you go and do? I'm going to go run five races and be competitive until I mess up. You won't. You won't. You won't be able to execute. You. Ha- I mean. Well, I'm going to mess up for sure. But I mean, I'm going to be in the. I'm going to be. Ra- I'm going to be running against you. I'm going to be running against other guys. You're going to. You're going to beat me on research and stuff. But if it's a long run, my truck's probably going to be pretty good. And I might. A guy like Bubba is pretty good at a long run and late model stuff. I think he would pick his. He knows what to do to set up a pass on a guy at a short track like that. Mile and a half is a different story. He's going to be out to lunch. But if he were to pick the, if he were to pick out the short tracks to start with and then maybe add in a mile and a half um to me i would to me personally it would be more beneficial and more fun to go and do something like that than it would be well, definitely be more fun but i mean as far as getting track time if you're setting yourself up for down the road i mean maybe if you have a three-year deal something like that then maybe maybe you're maybe that's a better path but if he has to go and prove himself people don't get enough time to prove themselves right now like, well that's like if you bring up we talk about Haley deegan all the time you gotta I come think in the and win smartest now. thing she did she had every opportunity to move up to arca or run a partial truck partial canon whatever schedule but last year at the end of the year they said no we're gonna go back we're gonna run a canon west series again and then dabble in some ARCA, but they're just doing that to build that mile, build that mile and a half exposure. But she is getting those laps and getting those seat time because she has the money and she has the backing to go run five, six KBM truck races right now. But I think they're being smart and getting her the laps, getting her the seat time so that she can commit as she goes up instead of having the four races, the five races and setting herself up for failure. If I knew I had four or five years, three, three, four years of like – you know, if you knew you had that in the bank to go and run and get that track experience and then get into a good, you know, car, truck, whatever, I think that's the path to take. But if you got to perform now, everything's performed now. Like, you you got to win. The window. You've got to win. You've got to perform now. They don't want to wait at a year and a half. They don't want to wait two years and then move. You know what I mean? But I disagree. Well, we're going to move to a lighter-hearted <laughs> subject here. <laughs> which, uh, What is your favorite mixed drink? With watermelon. What's mm. the at Twitter handle for that? At KJ Fly. Fly. KJ Fly. KJ Fly. You like that name? I've never had a. Uh, Don't you drink. not drink on race weeks? Three days. Do they make four on track mixed drinks with watermelon? I think there's a yeah. vodka that's like mm. a 
Uh, did I see somebody cut out like the middle of, a, middle of a watermelon or something and like and put mixed, a vodka bottle? Yeah, on. they mix it in there. Mm. That might be good. It's called a spike melon. Literally. Yeah. Thought that's what we had. I thought that's what happened Saturday night. It is. That's what happened then too. <laughs> they got watermelon beer now. Yeah. The loggers. They're really good. They are good. Aren't they called like? It's called Double D, isn't it? Watermelon? Yes, it is. Double D. Honest, Super good. How, how good was it or bad was it? <laughs> it was good, honestly. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was good beer. Is that yeah. local? I don't know. It was in Food Line right here, so it was I local think, to me. I think it is a local because <laughs> I, I, I think... I, okay. Double D melon beer. Sounds phenomenal. What <laughs> brilliant marketing. <laughs> All right. Is that your rant? Have you ever seen Double D watermelon beer? <laughs> I have not. Not the beer. <laughs> we get off on tangents sometimes on this show You knew watermelons are going to come into play at some point Well yeah but We're spiking them I mean Double D-ing them <laughs> Holla <laughs> Alright DBZ picks for Chicago Gosh, TJ One damn spot TJ lost again It's 9-6 to six. He's fading quickly This is bad <laughs> man Yep he's done TJ needs some good picks He's going to lose this week too where are we going? Chicago. Yeah, I know what you're going to pick already, so. Oh, this is such a bad list. I've never been to Chicago. I'm excited to go. Ross already took himself out for me. Jeez. <laughs> oh, mm, man, you're going to. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> this is really bad. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to go with Jimmy Johnson. Awesome. That's a good one. That's who I won with last week. I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. My man likes to rim ride, and this is a rim riding racetrack. Yeah. If he so stays off the wall, he's going to be dangerous. So is Homestead. Dangerous. You got a rant? No, I'm good, man. I'm in a great mood today. Are we moving on to the movie review? 51st Dates. Did you like it? It was good. I that was is one of my enjoyable. favorite movies. Did you cry? Did you cry? Yeah. That was it the was question. It was pretty emotional. Coming. Did you cry? I think it was really smart how at first he was like, would go on dates with vacation girls. And like, <laughs> they just come out for like a week and then you go out with them for a week. I think that's super smart. Yeah. I would consider that. And then yeah. um, they beats up yeah, his, the girl beats up his friend to um, just show off or whatever. And then um, at the end, when she's like, oh, yeah, you are dating him. He's like, oh, sorry, I'm not better looking. So it was funny. I like Adam Sandler. He was funny. Him and her are recently in a movie, too. Isn't it called like a... It's on Netflix. It's like, is it Mixed or something like that? Where they go on vacation and their families are... Or am I thinking of... Jennifer Aniston in that movie. Jennifer Aniston. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's on Netflix on the There's only one movie that that people need to remember Jennifer Aniston from. The Breakup. Who else is in that? It's Jennifer Aniston, isn't it? Yeah, who's the guy, though? (laughs) You just said this is the one movie you got to remember in. Well, I mean, she looked at me like... She looked at me like that didn't happen. Well, no, I'm picturing like the movie cover. Oh, yeah, I'm picturing the movie cover with the bed and the line split down the middle, right? Yeah, she has her own bedroom, but... That one scene. I'm talking about the movie, like cover, like the like I don't the know that. graphic. Yeah, I think so. And it's I got them right. laying in bed, and there's like a line down the middle of it, right? Well, I this think, is great yeah. content y'all wow. are providing right now. Okay, next homework assignment. <sighs> Ross, you want to pick a movie for him? He hasn't seen I'm not nothing. A, I'm not yeah, a big movie guy. I'm yeah. not. You, you've seen something. For I me. got a rant. I'm, oh, I'm, everybody, like, hold on. Like, so, <laughs> so, her down. so our, uh, <laughs> our our host Casey, that's not here ever anymore. Oh, she's boned us. <laughs> she. 
<laughs> four seasons. I mean, but listen to this. So she got married. How much? How long ago? December or January. How long does a woman think it's okay to put wedding pictures on your social media? I am. So Why are you looking at me? Tired of seeing her in her wedding gown, like. I didn't think about it. Could speak on that. Congratulations, you got married. So does every other American at some point. Like, at what point do you stop putting these wedding pictures all over your social media? I think you only put them up now, like after you get married. It's like after like the first few weeks or whatever. Like after the first initial, hey, we're married. Here's some pictures. Then you're done. Do you follow her on social media? Yeah. Do you see all this? I didn't think about it until now. I, I have seen it, and I think the only acceptable time now is anniversaries. Anniversary. It's it's out of control. It's every week I see I get more wedding pictures. Like I feel like I was at the wedding. At I feel point. like it goes like wedding pictures, and then it should be like your honeymoon, and then always you get like the wedding video now. That's a thing, I guess. Oh yeah, I've seen like, that. Too. You know, a couple weeks in behind, and then that comes out, and then it's anniversaries. Other than that, so you're telling that, me we get the video still coming? I don't know. I think they put it up. No, I'm stalking her social right now. <laughs> she did post a wedding video a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. No, no, it wasn't a couple months. She's yeah. posting stuff more than that. May 31st, she posted a wedding video. That, yep, that <laughs> then was... Then two weeks or a week ago, she posted some wedding photos. At, at what point do we... Can we stop reliving this wedding is what I'm worried about. Maybe I can't she'll have, Maybe she'll have kids and then there'll just be kids. Man, I'd not. much rather see kids. Well, we'll just have to ask her again next week if she's pregnant again. <laughs> we ask her every week, so I mean... You ask her every week if she's pregnant? Pretty much, yeah. Y'all are... I, why? It's just asking. Just asking, hey, are you... Is it time yet? Maybe. You're probably going to ask Hermie next. <laughs> hey, he's six oh. months. <laughs> Twins. He's showing. <laughs> Ross, thanks for coming on, dude. Yep. We'll, uh, we'll have you back on yeah. again after you win again. You win, you come on here. You know, before like the last <laughs> nine months, the last nine months I like never won. So it's just yeah. been. It, yeah. It's just, it was meant to be. Some people have babies in nine months. I just <laughs> win all my races. Before that, it was bad. Ross wins, baby boom. <laughs> boom. Uh, one last update on our Bills helmet. Our $31 bid's holding strong, so we'll update y'all next week if we win it. The Jim Kelly signed Bills helmet off pristineauction.com. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Pristine Auction, again. Looking forward. We'll have another item next week, too. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe it'll be Ross Chastain something. Yeah, yeah maybe Ross. A watermelon with Hermes' face on it? Yeah. That Gamecock truck. Oh, yeah. That'd be maybe, awesome. Maybe you can paint Hermie like one of your French girls sometime <laughs> and, and we can sell it. <laughs> Will you FaceTime in the shower? Huh? Mike, FaceTime me. I didn't FaceTime him. You answered you it. You answered it in well, the shower. I, answer. I thought it was important. <laughs> I can't help it. I was naked. How long does it take you to shower? You can't call back three minutes later? I, I, I'm a long shower guy. I'm not a fast shower guy. Like, if I'm a fast shower guy, like, I'm in a hurry. I like to get in well, there yeah, that's and what, that's what happens. lather up. <laughs> oh, okay. This show. Yeah, we're going. Okay. Uh, yeah, we've had way too many conversations yeah. that involve Brett naked this so far just, on this show. This show's going to end with Brett lathering up. <laughs> oh, hey, we got. I do got a serious question. Uh, how's, um, that reminds you? Oh, yeah. How's my ass? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I went and got an x-ray, as you guys know. It yep. gave me a steroid, which did help with some of the pain, inflammation, or whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> and so last, so I flew commercial out. Hey, wait, did you know what happened? 
Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you know he jumped off into the water. and That's yeah. his story. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I, yeah, flew, I flew commercial out, thank goodness, because that was a quicker flight and, you know, the seats were more comfortable. But it was nonetheless not comfortable. And mm-hmm. I had to go to a meeting when I landed, so I didn't want to be, like, hammered on pain pills. <laughs> but last night, our, our doctor travels with us. His name's Dr. Bill. And he prescribed me some pain pills. So I literally, last night before I got on the plane, I was like, this is going to be seven hours of hell. Mm-hmm. So I took a pain pill. And uh, what was the diagnosis, though? Yeah, what's the like, do you have ass? a broken ass? <laughs> yes, I have a broken ass. You want to see it? No. The, the x ray, not my ass. <laughs> yeah, you said you were going to bring it. I did. I tweeted it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Maybe we can sell that. Yeah, I'll sign it. <laughs> sign an ass shot? <laughs> yeah. There's well, a picture of my be, ass. That'll be good. So how, what's the healing time here? I mean, you're not on a pillow now, so you're good. Look, there's there's where my ass is broke. So see that? <laughs> see, that? see that line in my yeah. ass? That's not my crack. That's actually the crack in the bone. Ouch. Yeah. Well, how long is it going to take to heal? I don't know, man. Is it going to heal? Yeah, I hope so. Can't cast that. <laughs> if it yeah. doesn't heal, you're just going to have a, a bone... But see how all the other bones look good? And that bone right there has got that line in it. It's great podcast content. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, all these people have seen my picture. Yeah. Well, that's good. Let's uh, say a prayer for Brett's uh, behind, and um, we'll go to the next one. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share the show on social media. Retweet it. Like it. Tweet us your comments. And leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Holla. Thanks. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.